0: Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm pumped to have you join me today, and I have a very special guest in Nick Brax, Who's going to be joining me. We're going to be speaking about mental health and how health and fitness can play a big role in your mental health. I'm not going to do too much of an intro on Nick. I'm going to let him do that himself. He's going to have a chat to us about his journey so far. So thank you again for joining me. Make sure you stick around for this week's social media question of the week, and I hope you enjoy today's interview. Guys, before I get stuck into the interview, I just wanted to mention that this week's podcast episode is brought to you by Custom Plates. Complete the look of your car, design your unique custom plates at vplates.com.au, and you can look out for that link in the show notes. All right, Nick, let's start the interview, mate. Give us a bit of a rundown about yourself. Um, tell us a bit about what you do and, and what you're doing currently.
1: All right, well, yeah, first of all, thank you for you know having me here on your podcast. It's pleasure. Yeah. Great to be on there. Um, so I, yeah, I'm yeah, i doing a few things, but I work in the mental health area. I've worked um, as a mental health advocate and public speaker for about 10 years now. I've been um, traveling around the country, raising awareness, speaking at a range of schools, organizations in the media, and just delivering sort of behavior change messages, um, awareness sessions. And it's become... So I organically fell into that work, and it's become probably... My biggest passion, um, and it's I'm really that's my life's mission to just try and help people in that area. Yeah. Uh, I've also come from a bit of a, a business background. Uh, started up a few different businesses of you know a range of different areas. I had an underwear label at one point. A, a uh, was involved in a cafe venture, and I've now got a, a mindfulness platform called Happy Waves. Awesome. Um, yeah. And and is app, that
0: is that an app or?
1: That's an app. Yeah. So it's yeah, an app where. We record educational courses with a range of the best teachers in Australia. Yeah, it's awesome. just a way to showcase the work that all of these different teachers are doing. Yeah, cool. I'll um, put that.
0: I'll make sure that's in the um, the show notes for for those that are you that are listening. You can yeah, check it out. Yeah, yeah cool. Sounds cool. Um, and just before you go on, yeah. so you said that you you've obviously been doing this for a while now, especially in the mental health mm. area. Is there a reason for that? Like, is it was there a reason you got into it? Had you kind of gone through like some form of like mental health issues in the past that have led you into that?
1: Yeah, there's a definite depression? reason I got into it. I suffered from depression when I was a teenager. Um, I actually wanted to be a professional athlete and I, I've always okay. had a very obsessive mind and I was just so driven. It was almost like, I, well, I did have OCD about wanting to be a professional athlete and yeah. my, train myself into the ground. And When that was gone, I didn't know what I wanted and I was lost and I had a whole lot of other issues. I was you know, catatonically shy. I, Um, was insecure, I had a whole lot of things that I had to deal with and it took me a long time to work through it all and while I was working through it I was fortunate that I was in a position where I got to speak out um, through some of the uh, media work and TV work I I had fallen into about mental health and that that sort of organically evolved into me um, being asked to speak at schools and spread messages and I got a good response, saw how big of an issue it was uh, and you know, from that day really, from the first talk that I did, it really just um, highlighted to me how critical it is. How important we, it was, yeah. Yeah, it's just such a big thing.
0: Yeah, cool. So you mentioned a bit about the businesses and stuff that you've done. What are you kind of doing currently? Obviously, you're speaking and stuff. Is there anything else you you're doing at the moment? That's um, that take like what other interests or, or what are you doing for work apart from speaking?
1: Uh, so day to day, the main focus at the moment is my work in the mental health area and acting. I'm pursuing yep. acting. I've been pursuing that for a few years now uh actually managed and trained by who's one of my best mates now as well craig bookman who i know you know and he he trains here um so he's a great guy and he's yeah he's been amazing and um i i met him about four or five probably five years ago now and he's really taken me under his wing and mentored me and i wouldn't have been able to you know get to where i am today with the acting if it wasn't for that and it's become a passion of mine as well so they're the two things i'm doing day to day Awesome. What are some of the acting gigs that you've done in the past, and what are you doing at the moment? Uh, well, I've done. I mean, I'm still pretty new to it, but I've done you know a few short films, um, guest roles on different different shows, small parts. I'm doing an ongoing guest role at the moment on Neighbours, which has been awesome. awesome. Um, and I keep, cool. keep extending it, and yeah, that's great. been great. It's a, it's the first you know proper acting role I've had, and learning a lot, and it happened you know earlier and quicker than Craig and myself thought. So really happy about it. It's been great. Perfect. So, obviously,
0: our chat today, we want to be kind of pairing up mental health with health and fitness. Um, we, we spoke the other week, and by the sounds of you, you're pretty, uh, pretty into your health and fitness, and it's played a pretty big role in, in your mental health as well. So, how would you say that health and fitness has played a role in your mental health? Like, um, how important do you think it is to stay fit and healthy?
1: I think, for me, personally, um, it's critical. I, like, I come from a sporting and competitive background, and it's been... One of the biggest parts of my life. So when I did get work through this, uh, um, you know, battle that I had with depression and, and ongoing exercise daily has been probably the the most important thing. I yeah. train every day, and I do it much more so for the mental side than the physical side. Mm-hmm. And I think the benefits of that are, are profound. I think it's you know it's I think scientifically they say it's about as effective as as antidepressants for your mental health, which is pretty huge. Yeah. And without the drugs. Without the drugs yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's um, such a big thing it's, it's so critical and I just think it is a tool that can be used to help so many people.
0: Yeah and in your own case did you find that when you were going through a bit of a rough time had you backed off the training completely because of you're in that state and then it, obviously that kind of compounds and turns into a bit of a snowball effect and I'm assuming with your talking stuff you've You've spoke to a lot of different people that have gone through it as well. Do you find that's a, a recurring type theme where people are in that position that mm. are in a bad state mentally that they're not exercising?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah, it's a funny thing because it's a vicious cycle because things like I meditate as well and I talk yeah. to people about this and people that I've like sort of trained and spoken to around meditation, um, they'll try it and then they'll be, then they'll get stressed or anxious or busy and they'll be like, "Oh no, I can't do it." And it's like well, that is the time when it is most important. So the same with the exercise. When I was going through that period, I had stopped doing it, and it's when you need it actually the most because you're in such a bad way and you need that outlet, that escapism, that way to um, clear your head, to get clarity, to get endorphins you know, rushing through your body. But because I had stopped, it it compounds and makes it worse, and the further you go down that rabbit hole, the harder it is to get back out of it. So that is a big part of the messaging that I'm putting forward to people and programs I'm trying to run um, through schools and organisations is more preventative work and creating Mm. sustained habits. It's not about trying to overcome a problem once you've already got it. It's, I don't have a problem right now, but how can my life be better? How can I ingrain daily habits into my life that are going to you know, prevent it, from getting, that prevent it from getting to that stage and hold me in good place when you know because life is no matter how well life's going, it's going to have ups and downs, and yep. you know we need to be equipped to handle that. Yeah, sure. So it was actually something I was going to
0: mention later on um, in, in the interview about meditating. So did yep. you get into that post um, going through kind of mental health um, issues, I guess, or was that something that you tried previously? Because I know, like myself, I've spoke about it a fair bit mm. on the podcast in the past, kind of six to eight months I tried it a little bit about a year or so ago yeah. um, or just over a year sorry and then I did it for a while and then dropped off a bit and then I, it was the start of uh, so Jan 1st 2017 I was like I'm gonna do it every single day for 2017 and I've done it every day since Oh wow. and like, yeah. before that I'd be the last person to try yeah, yeah, meditation. yeah. like I'm just constantly on can't, can't switch off but oh, yeah. I found it like unreal you I start my day with it every day yeah oh great yeah yeah yeah, yeah so what do you go with guided meditation? Like, do you have any um, specific apps or or places where people can start if they've never tried it before?
1: Oh, they can try Happy Waves. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I yeah I I got into it actually post the depression um, sort of episode that i have been through. Not that you know you ever get completely past that, but it yeah. was once I sort of was more on track. I actually got into it because I had been asked to go on a reality show, and I was absolutely. Terrified, Like, I was... Are you allowed to swear on here? Yeah. Um, I I was... Yeah. (laughs) I was shitting myself. I was, like, completely... Because I was still, you know, like I was saying before, I was catatonically shy. I had insecurity issues, social issues, a whole lot of things. And I'd just gotten through this, um, you know, issue with depression. And then I was asked to go on a reality show. It was called it was Dancing with the Stars and I had to go and dance on live TV. And I, you know, I wouldn't even dance when I was with my mates. And yeah, yeah. I said yes to it because the competitive side, as you probably know, you know, yeah, I was yeah. like, fuck, I, I just want to, you know, that's a way to push myself out of yeah. my comfort zone and do something that I probably would never do again. But then when the reality kicked in, I was freaking out and I was looking for, how can I cope with this? And yeah. I met a guy who teaches Vedic or Transcendental Meditation is another yeah. name for it. Got trained in that and it's where you... So one of the sort of oldest forms of it and you get trained, you'd basically... It's mantra based meditation. You do it yep. twenty minutes in the morning, twenty at night. Started doing that and found massive benefit from it. And I've really stuck at that ever since. And that's what you know with the mental health work and the passion, you know, for fitness and all all those areas. It's it all something ties in. It all ties in. Something I've stuck with, and that's why we made Happy Waves as well. Sort of, yeah. it was realizing this is such a big area, but so many people underutilized, under-utilized yeah. and there's so many different ways to do it and yeah. the way i'm doing it the vedic meditation you know 20 minutes in the morning 20 at night that's not applicable to some people it doesn't mm. you know they don't respond to it as well or they might so there's so many different ways and that was why we did happy waves it's finding all of the best teachers in their different communities yeah cool. um and providing them with a platform where we record Really structured courses yep. based on their sort of methodologies, whether it's around anxiety or relationships, performance, whatever it is, yep. and just showcasing that in one platform that people can access.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. And like you said, like it may not be. I know for people that i talk to that haven't done meditation, like mentioning you know twenty minutes in the morning, twenty minutes mm. at night, they don't even consider doing it because they're like, "There's no chance I'm going to be able to sit down for twenty minutes in the morning or at night, especially if you've got families or whatever." Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I'm the same. I always recommend. Even five minutes, like anything. Um, there's some days where I might be running behind, or I, I just don't really feel like sitting down for that long. Like, yep. I've got a lot to do, where I just do five minutes, and even that um, makes me feel a shitload better than what I did. Exactly, and even just a bit of peace of mind that you've taken the time to do it. Exactly. Um, and like I said last year, I made that goal to do it every day, and it was also as well as just kind of being disciplined enough to stick to it. And then, mm. and you kind of once once you get that under your belt. Everything feels so much easier. Um,
1: massively, yeah, massively, and, and and I think yeah, another point about it is like, and like you're saying, it's you know, you, it's not being hard on yourself and putting pressure on it, or it might be, even if I can only do five minutes once every week, that's better than mm. than nothing. But then I've had a lot of people say to me, "Oh, I'm trying to do it, but I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not able to focus or still my mind. I'm not good enough at doing. It. I don't know how to do it, so I'm going to stop." And it's like, and part of the sort of you know. Um, Mm. mindset behind it and the same it's sort of using mindfulness and it's not about the whole reason you know we're doing it and stealing our mind and trying to train your mind to be in that sort of peaceful place is that it's not about being right, wrong Mm. you know there's no, that doesn't exist it's just about allowing your mind to just be okay with things it's not saying that you can stop yourself from thinking about things but it's desensitizing or it's detaching yourself from the highs and the lows yeah, so yeah. all these different things that happen in life we you know we get addicted and attached to which is a whole another conversation and social yeah. media so i think it's you know a bigger problem than it ever has been in, yeah, in sure. human history but um you know that's really the sort of uh mindset behind it to just be anyway i can talk all day about yeah that stuff. no yeah. It's <laughs> yeah
0: definitely and there's def- there's 100 days where i do it and think to myself after it Like, fuck, I did not switch off once or I was thinking about something the whole time, but like I said, it's just doing it day in, day out. And there'll be days where it's complete opposite where you'll just think to yourself, holy shit, like that That was awesome or I completely switched off where for someone like myself, I never switch off, like I said. So even if it's just five seconds of just complete
1: nothing, like I find the benefit of that is is huge. Massively. And I think I'm very similar to you that my mind just doesn't stop and that's why, you know, People, I think, with a mindset like what we have, a lot of yeah. the time say, "Oh, and I could never meditate because you know I can't." We're the people that need it more Mead than anyone else. You know, you yeah. might have someone who's naturally, you know, super chilled, doesn't have a worry in the world, and you know, still be good for them to meditate, but they probably don't need it as much as the people who yeah. who are always on. So yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: All right, mate. So this morning I put on a post on my Instagram about the word fear. Um, I think to many people the word fear or um, when you think of fear itself it means different things to some people and, and especially the reaction to fear can be completely different from person to person Some people uh, find it as a challenge and and see fear as a good thing and, and always attack it and get out of their comfort zone whereas other people it's it's a debilitating thing and mm. um and often fear is what can lead to uh, mental health issues and once you've got that issue it then obviously compounds so exactly, what yeah. what does fear kind of mean to you and is there ways of coping with fear that you've picked up along the way in your own journey so far
1: yeah massively i mean it's fu- i actually saw i saw your post this morning about that and i had put up a video yesterday about fear and i was thinking yeah just right, it was Funny timing, but yeah. um, I think I think fear is just... It's a huge thing. I think it's one of the biggest issues, and like you said, it compounds when you... Because I think a lot of the time, you know, we're, we're, we know deep down in our gut what we want to do, but we're, we'll allow society, friends, family, opinions, um, fear of failure, all of these different, you know, stigmas that we're attaching to things to stop us from doing it because mm. we're, we're afraid. And I think that can cause a lot of suppressed issues. And for me, it's been... Yeah, the probably the most important part of my journey has been just trying to force myself to face things that I've been terrified about. And like I was talking to you about before, you know, I was catatonically shy, I couldn't look someone in the eyes and have a conversation and yeah. the thought of, you know, public speaking, anything like that. I would have I would have just been um, sorry, I'm just gonna adjust that. Yeah. Sick sick to my stomach at the idea of it. Like I literally would have almost rather, you know, crawled into a hole and
0: Then face your fears at then the time. Than face that, yeah. yeah. and,
1: and I, I had to do it. Uh, Well, I didn't have to. I chose to to do it because I knew that, you know, I wasn't going to develop as a a person and become the person I wanted to be if I didn't push myself to go and face them. And I did, but when I first started doing these talks, I was uh, turning up and having, you know, a sheet of paper with... um, (laughs) I'd be turning up... um, Literally, with a sheet of paper, word, word for word written down, and I'd be yeah. standing there and just shaking and just, like, mumbling these words, and no one could understand a thing that I said, yeah. um, because I, I was so terrified, I couldn't sleep for two weeks, I was sick, I was, like, literally, was sick some of the time before I did it, um, but, you know, I got through it, and I was like, hang on, hang on. I, I didn't do a very good job here, but um, I, you know, the world didn't end. Yeah no I'm still alive yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. you know and and then I went and did it again and again and again and again and then I became okay at it and you know now I'm actually made a career doing that and that that was what gave me the courage to face other fears where you know I wanted to pursue acting for such a long time but I again was like no nah, that's not acceptable I've got to you know there's no money in it yeah. um, people are going to laugh at me I, I can't act. How am I going to do that? And, you know, I should be making a more stable career, go and get a corporate job or whatever it is. Yeah. But I wanted to do it. And then I, I drew on that experience and went and did it. And, yeah. you know, I'm still at my early stage of, you know, my acting career. But yeah. I already I've landed a role on, on you know, Neighbours and I've been yeah. doing that. And um, I'm really proud of that. And, you know, yeah, it's, it should it's, be. It's awesome, yeah. But it gives you that, you know, that um Once you've done it that confidence first time it, and that
0: first thing comes up, then you realise that, that fear that you had. Is nothing worth is being it, worried about. In the not first worth being
1: yet. worried about. It. And, you know, who cares at the end of the day? Like, it's it's sort of, um, you know, reminding yourself that it doesn't matter if you don't, you know, if you stuff up or don't do as good of a job as you thought or, you yeah. know, who cares what other. I think you, the more you do it, you, the more you get to a point where you start to really wash away all of this other crap that we've put in our head about what other people think, what we should be doing, how yeah. we should be. And you get to a point where you just, you know, you just like, you know what? Um, this is who I am. This yeah. is what I'm doing. If you like it or you don't like it, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter anyway, um, yeah. I want people around me that you yeah. know want to support me. If you don't support me, that's fine too. Yeah. Um, is he saying that I've been just easy makes a life
0: lately? Is that other people's opinions are none of your business?
1: Yeah, exactly. So so good, yeah. isn't it? So true. Simple yeah. but true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And like I, I, I was kind of in a similar boat. Like I come from sporting background, so basketball, football, um, and then. What would have been five years ago now so i had an ankle rico um at the end of 2013 and that's when i kind of made the decision to do my first physique competition which for me and for people that i hung out with was just no none of my mates were doing it like yeah 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 i don't think anyone had any, <laughs> i didn't even tell i actually didn't tell anyone that i was doing my first comp until two weeks out yeah of, of that first competition and everyone was like what the hell like this is so weird and and same, same with me system, like yeah. i was i was so nervous that day getting up on stage for the first time because yeah. it was just completely different to anything i'd ever done anything that any of my mates had ever done and after doing it for that first time like that's kind of basically kick-started my whole career i guess in yeah, the health yeah, and yeah. fitness industry so yeah. if i was that's great you know, if Yeah. if i hadn't faced that fear i guess of getting up there and and just not worrying about what other people think then who knows like how different could be today i know type exactly of thing. so once you I, I just think for me i used to be the opposite so i used to kind of back away from from certain fears and and certain things that um, I was worried about other people's opinions, whereas now like I kind of jump on that, yeah. jump on that opportunity to face any
1: fear that I can because I know the benefits can be so so big. Exactly. Well, it's a very similar story, and yeah, yeah. I completely relate to it. And it, and I think from like your story, my story, I think the the reason it's so important to get these messages out to people is that it's scary to think about how many people have wanted to do similar yeah. things where they've you know. Um, had this you know idea but Mm. they've been held back because they've been afraid to do it and then they've never explored it so it's you know it is such an important thing to educate people about the fact that it's okay to go and you know yeah and even something different
0: yeah even when i did that first competition um that's just one example obviously but like posting about it or whatever even then like having people message me and saying like you know i've wanted to do this for ages or i have wanted to start training more often or you know whatever it may be like if one post can do that, like something like a podcast or what you're doing at the moment where you're speaking, um, like you said, can help so many people, which, yeah. is, um, yep. which is unreal. I'm checking it there if
1: Actually, that's probably going to be better, mate. Yeah, Perfect. Alrighty. Thank you. There we <laughs> go. Um, yeah, no, 100%. It's so, so important and um, I was going to say something else. Well, oh, I'm sure it'll come <laughs> up. <laughs> um,
0: so obviously, you've been pretty open about um, going through your own um, depression. For those that kind of haven't been through that before or maybe someone might be going through that now but can't act, haven't actually kind of recognized what it is, mm. what were some of the feelings or thoughts that you were having that you wish you kind of could have expressed but at the, at the time you didn't feel like you could or you felt like, I don't, I don't know if I'm putting this, mm. I'm, I'm wording this the best way, but you know, you might have felt some way which you knew wasn't right but you weren't able to express to others how you felt or you thought that it might have yeah. been silly to bring it up, like for those that may be going through it, have you got any advice?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, one of the the biggest ones at the beginning was uh, just a fear of being vulnerable, a fear of showing any vulnerability and, you know, not being that sort of tough guy that can get Mm. through anything and worrying about being judged. What will my friends think? What will, you know, other... What will society think? Is that yeah. Does that mean I'm weaker than other people? You know, all of those sort of thoughts. And yeah. I think, you know, now that I've gone through all of that, I think what I've learned is it actually takes a lot more courage and it's a, a lot more, you know, strength of character to go and actually be raw, expose yourself, speak your mind, show how you feel. That yeah. That's a lot harder than hiding stuff. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the key things I learned. Um, I mean, there's so many different things. And it was really, you know, it com- comes down as well to just having, um, you know, Working on your emotional in te- intelligence, um, yep. learning to understand yourself, understand how your mind works, the people that you're around. There's so many things to it, but I think it's also it's different for everyone. Yeah. Um, there's no right or w- wrong way to handle it, but it is so important that people, um, you know, and it's it, it's growing. There's more education around it. There's more the stigma is being reduced, but it's still yeah, there. But it, sure? it's why it's so critical. Eventually, it needs to get to the point where it, this mental health. It's not even a.
0: It's well, not even, like yeah. you don't even need it think twice about it it's don't need to think twice to no yeah.
1: it's seen the same you know as if you're in the gym and you, you break your arm you know oh, am I going to feel um, embarrassed or worried that I'm going to call the doctor to yeah. come and get my arm <laughs> fixed yeah, yeah um, exactly I've got a problem in my mind okay well fine you know it happens to a third of people statistically I think it's more yeah. um, I need to go and what can I do what Can I, I'll call a friend and I'll see a therapist a psychologist yeah. a counselor or, talk to the you know EAP at work if you're in a corporate environment yep. or whatever the hell it is yeah, but, yeah. you know and it's just like I'm dealing with a problem I'm fixing a problem that mm. is part of the human condition
0: yeah and you just mentioned a few of those then but we've always spoke about meditation already but what are some of the coping mechanisms that helped you um, get through that kind of tougher time and even now like I don't know if you're still, yeah. if you're still kind of go obviously doing meditation but is there any other mechanism that you're still utilizing today to stay on top
1: of it I mean through the tough time it was you know therapy it was talking to having the the support I'm very fortunate that I've got a very supportive family I've got amazing friends and really good people around me so having that support um, and just working through it on a day-to-day basis, taking yeah. going back to basics, taking things one step at a time. Um, for myself, probably similar to you as well. Like um, being, you know, very ambitious and you know always like we're talking about always being on. It sort of was putting so much pressure on myself that I want to do this, this, and I want to take over the world, and, and it's just like calming it down and breaking it down into what can I do right now, yeah. and take it down to those steps and break it you know, right down, yeah. break it down. But yeah. but for you know for like day-to-day now. Uh, I would say the two most important things for me that I do every single day are exercise and meditation. I yeah. meditate twice a day, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 at night, and awesome. I train every day. Yeah. Uh, whether I'm in the gym, running, whatever it is, I, yeah. I have to do it. And it's, like I said to you earlier, it's not um, so much physically, it's because mentally it just makes me feel so good. And no matter what's yeah. happening in the day, it's just that outlet and yeah, you know, you so. just feel incredible. And that, I think for me, like. Um, Exercising is when I think most creatively as well. I'm there, and every between you know doing sets, I'll be pulling out my phone and writing down notes because I've got all these ideas flooding into my mind. And yeah, because you're taking yourself out of an environment and just allowing your mind to be more open, yeah, um, it creates that you know that scenario it where, you, where that, yeah. you can have that happen, yeah,
0: yeah, awesome. Um, well, you mentioned uh, so you do your meditation and your um, your exercise day to day is there any other morning rituals that you do like it's a question that I ask most people on the show whether they have a specific morning ritual in the morning um, to get their day started for you is it is it just exercise and meditation then off you go
1: uh, I started a new one actually that yeah. I'm sticking to it's been because yeah. i tried a few others in the past and I've never stuck to them but yeah so now it's wake up meditate for 20 minutes and I have a cold shower now. I'm uh, doing exactly the same. You're doing like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah how, how long have you been doing that? Uh, just on a month. So yeah, I've yeah. been
0: going normal shower and then finishing with thirty deep breaths on just complete cold. Same, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I fucking love it.
1: It's ama- so, it's actually incredible. Like and there's is. a lot of um research and articles and you know things coming out about it, but yeah. whether or not that's right, you feel incredible. Like you, you, yeah, exactly. you just feel it sort of like brings you back to life and yeah. um that's that, that's good to really be. Cool feeling, yeah. <laughs> Well, and the I, I guess like when I when I kept doing it, I was thinking, whenever I because we've got a holiday house at Wide River um, on the Great Ocean Road, and the, yeah. the water there's just icy cold. Yeah. Even in the middle of winter, every morning I get up and go for a run and jump in the ocean. Yeah. And we, I was thinking back to that. Whenever I'm there, after I've done the swim and the run in the morning, I'll just feel so alive yeah. and incredible. It's a great and show. the shower, the cold shower, is sort of giving you that every day. Exactly right. Yeah. 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 So it's <laughs> <that's> perfect. <laughs> it's so good.
0: Uh, All right, mate we'll finish off the interview with a bit about kind of what's coming up so obviously you're acting at the moment you're still doing your speaking gigs we spoke briefly the other week on the phone about how you're going to try and um, bring into a bit more health and fitness and pair it up with the mental health side as well. how do you plan to do that like what are your plans to um, bring more awareness around how fitness and physical fitness can improve your mental health
1: yeah I want to incorporate it definitely into you know the work I'm doing I'm running workshops and seminars in schools and organisations and um, you know we've got happy waves which we're you know always pushing out to as many people as we can and cool. it's also looking at yeah how can I um, develop more of a platform with the work that I'm doing like you're saying with the fitness um, and meditation package it together I'm not yeah. sure exactly how now I've looked at you know even qualifying myself to train people or yeah or maybe putting a program together and bring other you know trainers yeah. like yourself or someone else that, yeah. that understands that area to help me put a program together yeah. Cause it is really, you know, I, th- I think those two things, meditation and exercise, um, need to be packaged up in yeah. a accessible and sustainable, you know, way for people to access. If someone's in a country town and they don't have enough money to pay, you know, for um, that service yeah. regularly, how can we make make something, something, access something ac- similar, accessible yeah. for them? So yeah. it's looking at all of those areas and just continuing, you know, the work, and I'm sure, you know, different things will unfold. So it's really being open minded to. Um, you know, how can I, in the best way, get these um, yeah. communicate this, and you know, create sort of, uh, I guess, sustainable, um, you know, packages yeah. for people to, to yeah. do that can, to, can make a change. And then, in addition to that, just you know, pursuing the acting, which I love doing, it's like it's a creative outlet for me. Um, at outside of the mental health, it's my other passion, and yeah. Um, yeah, doing the role on Neighbours, and I'll keep pushing and you know, see what else can happen with it. So the the gig that you've got on Neighbours now is that is that all being aired at the moment, or is that coming up? Yeah, it is it's actually. It's, moment, uh, yeah. it was on. It was an episode on last week. There's um, more coming out in the next month. So oh, cool. well, um, keep an eye out. For keep it. An <laughs> eye <laughs> yeah, awesome. keep an eye out for Brandon. See what he's up to on Neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, mate. Well, uh, firstly, I'd like to thank you
0: for coming on today and doing the interview. It was awesome. Um, again, any time we can bring up mental health and hopefully someone that's listening to it can benefit from it. Um, I'm stoked with that and well done with what you're doing. And, all the best for the future, mate.
1: Yeah, awesome mate. And yeah, I wanted to say thank you for having me on here no and it's problem. um really inspiring the work you're doing and thank you. Good to finally meet you. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. it's
0: great. Yeah. Awesome. All right guys, well make sure you stick around for this week's social media question of the week. Alright guys, this week's social media question of the week, and the question is, what do you do when fat loss plateaus, or when you stall, you don't see any progress with your weight loss or your fat loss for more than a few weeks? Now we are left with a couple of options, so option number one is to slightly decrease our calorie intake, and by slightly I mean anywhere between 50 and 150 calories, so only a very small reduction there. Our next option is to increase energy expenditure. Now, we have two options there. So firstly, we can increase the volume or the amount of days that we're doing for strength training, and we can increase our energy expenditure that way. Or secondly, we can increase our cardio or even add cardio if you're not doing it already. So that's our two options, and we also have a third that gets a special mention, and that is doing a little bit of both. We only need to do very small amounts though, guys. When we hit a plateau, there doesn't need to be drastic changes or huge changes to see results again. We just make a small change, monitor it over a few weeks, see how we go, and if it works, we stick with it. If it doesn't work, then we make another change. But there's no need to make drastic changes or to completely suffer to see fat loss again. So I hope that's helped you, and I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I do really appreciate your support and for the fact that you are joining me today. I'd love it if you could do me a huge favor and take a screenshot of today's episode, post it on your social media and share it with your friends, whether that be Instagram stories, Snapchat, or even posting the link to Facebook, All the help and support is much appreciated, guys, and it does help rank the podcast a little higher. And again, I just want to thank you for tuning in today. I hope you've taken something from the episode, and I look forward to chatting to you again in next week's show.